Hi, this is Linda Pearl, and you're listening to TV Confidential. If I place a wager, then I make a... A mistake? No, a bet. Betty White. And I'm John Kennedy, and our guests have just proved that in this game, it's not what you say that counts, but what you don't say. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television that will play part two of our conversation with Ed Asner. Later on in this hour, Ed Asner, the eight-time Emmy Award-winning actor known around the world for playing Lou Grant on both the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own hour-long spinoff series, Lou Grant. Ed Asner is also one of many actors who have played Santa Claus in the movie. Some would say that Ed's portrayal of Santa in Elf is one of the best movie Santa Clauses ever. We'll ask Ed about that and more when we play part two of our conversation with Ed Asner Later on in this hour, we'll be up to stay tuned for that. Our second hour will feature a conversation with actor, author, magician, and adventurer Rich Manley. Rich is the host of a new series on the Tubi channel that attempts to bring together indigenous cultures from all parts of the world through the common bond of magic. The name of the show is Culture Shock. We'll tell you more about it when Rich Manley joins us in our second hour. We hope to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, in case you missed it, sad news from the world of TV game shows. Tom Kennedy passed away about a week ago. Tom Kennedy, the legendary game show icon who hosted 14 TV game shows that aired in daytime and on primetime throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s, most notably Split Second. Name that tune and you don't say. Tom Kennedy passed away Wednesday October 7th at the age of 93. Joining us now is our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, professor of broadcast journalism at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Steve Beverly, also one of the people behind the annual Game Show Congress, the gathering of game show fans and game show personnel that took place every year in Los Angeles in the early 2000s. Steve not only knew Tom Kennedy through the Game Show Congress, but remained very good friends with Tom Kennedy over the past 20 years. And to give you an idea, folks, of just how close Steve was to Tom Kennedy, Steve, I understand, wrote Tom's obituary. Is that correct? Well, not real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, but I mean, that's okay. Now, uh, Tom actually wrote his own obituary. Really? Okay. The key things that he felt were important to him, and so I was actually the one who released it to the media after uh, his daughter, uh, Linda, who's been a good friend for a long time, sent me the information, and so I released it to the media, and the only thing I checked up on was a couple of mistakes I found in it. But it, it was, for me, when you have a friend that you lose, mm -hmm. and in particular if it's one that you cherish greatly, uh, anything you can do that in a fashion is the last thing that you ever do for them is a real honor, and, and even though I wish it was not under these circumstances, to be able to communicate this and in some instances to be able to offer a comment or two about what his life was like, it certainly is something that I feel like is the last thing I could do for the man. Well, considering that Tom, like his brother Jack, Jack Nars, was such a great communicator, whether he was hosting game shows, whether he was hosting uh, his talk show in the early 70s, to be the uh, vessel to communicate his passing in, in a way that 
he wanted it to be communicated. I can't think of a higher honor, Steve. It really is, because when his brother Jack Norris died, he called that morning, and we had known that Jack was really at, it was a a matter of time, and so he called and he said that, I I would like for you and David Schwartz, who uh, was one of the co-authors of the Encyclopedia of uh, Game Shows, Mm -hmm. of TV Game Shows, Mm -hmm. for the two of you to be the ones who act as a spokesperson, particularly to places like the New York Times and uh, the Los Angeles Times and a, a lot of the other main media. And particularly with the New York Times, they are meticulous in how they do an obituary of a noted personality because they really try to dig into more than just what's there on the surface mm-hmm. and attempt to write what amounts to a mini-biography as opposed to just the bare facts of everything. And so it was really, you know, at, at that point in time when we lost Jack, uh, it was an honor for me to be able to do that. But in, in this case, you know, this was one of those things when the phone rang Sunday afternoon after his death, and it said... Oxnard on my phone, I knew it was either one of two things. It was either Tom himself calling or it was one of the children calling with not so good news. And unfortunately, I wish that it had been Tom calling, but (laughs) uh, Linda Linda said he was ready to go. His health had declined in the last few months and particularly in recent weeks. And whereas he was still very communicative uh, and he was, in particular, we swapped a lot of emails in the last month in particular. And uh, uh, one, of, one of my real, I, I, the last email we ever swapped was when I had sent him as a gag a meme picture uh, that was Photoshopped that had Curly Howard on the set of Body Language. <laughs> and Tom was there looking over his shoulder and he sends me an email back. He said, I used to play golf in a group known as the Hollywood Hackers, mm-hmm. and one of my regular playing partners was Larry Fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I will always save that email as the last one I ever received from him. But, you know, his, his sense of humor was still there, but his body was just giving out. Steve Beverly is on the line with us to share a few memories of his dear friend Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy, legendary game show icon who hosted some 14 TV game shows that aired both in daytime and on primetime syndication throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Tom Kennedy passed away this past Wednesday, October 7th at age 93. Two things. I understand Buzzer, uh, one of the game show channels that are on a lot of digital systems, Buzzer will be paying tribute to Tom Kennedy uh, with an all-day marathon of some of Tom's greatest game shows on Saturday, October 24th. So if you're a Tom Kennedy fan, you want to mark that. And this is a fluke of the calendar, folks. I just learned this literally like five minutes before our recording started with Steve. We are recording this conversation on Thursday, October 15th. Steve, you correct me if I'm wrong. October 15th was the day the Jack Nars died in 2008. So if that's true, if that date is right, it seems only appropriate that we're spending some time talking about Jim and uh, about Tom Kennedy and his brother Jack Nars. It is true. Uh, it, it's almost ironic that the two of them passed 
barely a week apart because they were very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was not like brothers who were distant. They were very close. And, of course, with Jack, Tom was still off camera. He was still Jim. Mm-hmm. And every time I was around the two of them together, he was always referring to him as Jim. Uh, of course, his wife Betty did. It, you know, it all changed in 1957 when he became Tom Kennedy as a result of an ad agency that uh, Jack and Tom had, well, Jack and Jim, I should say, had contracts to do commercials for opposing L.A. car dealerships. And so the people who had Tom's, it was with the uh, Plymouth dealers, Mm -hmm. and Tom, uh, well, he was still Jim at that point in time, some of the ad agency people said, we just don't think that it's the right thing to have uh, two brothers who look alike and sound alike to be under the same last name doing commercials for opposing car dealerships. (laughs) So So what do you think about changing your name? And so Tom looked at him, again, still Jim. Uh, he looked at him and he said, for the money you're prepared to pay me, you can call me anything you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how it actually happened, they sat around this table, and he had done national commercials during Ozark Jubilee, ABC's old 90-minute uh, Saturday night country music show that was done live from Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. But what would happen is they would cut from Springfield live to a small studio in L.A., and Tom would do beer commercials. And each half hour was sponsored by a different company. And so he would do the live commercials on Ozark Jubilee, and then it would cut back to the country music again. He'd usually do three commercials. And so he had had exposure as Jim Nars. You'd hear uh, uh, either Tex Ritter or Red Foley, whoever was hosting the show, say, let's go back to Jim Nars for some of your best refreshments. <laughs> and, and so that was probably the first national exposure that he had, but it was shortly after that that the name change came along. And so they sat around this table and they said, uh, well, what do you think about the name Kennedy? They had kicked around a few others said, what do you think about the name Kennedy? And he said, sounds good to me. And so then they tried to come up with a first name. And one of the guys said, well, I like the name Rick Kennedy. That sounds really good. Well, as you can imagine, in ad agency speak, people have some strange opinions. Same thing as network television Mm -hmm. executives. Mm -hmm. And so one of the other ad agency guys said, I don't think I like that name. He said, because somebody would probably slip up and call him Rock. Kennedy, and I don't want anybody named Rock doing my commercial. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that crazy. Yeah. And 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 in fact, Tom still would laugh about that many later, many years later. He said, "How many people do you know that mis miscount the name Rick for Rock?" And so, uh, anyway, somebody finally said, "He said, well, what about the name Tom Kennedy?" And he said, "I like it." That was it. <laughs> he became Tom Kennedy that way, and it was. It was just simply a meeting around the table with these ad agency people. Dee Beverly's on the line with us, share a few memories of his friend Tom Kennedy, including how Tom Kennedy became Tom Kennedy, because Tom Kennedy, of course, was born Jim Nars. Uh, Tom Kennedy, legendary game show host who passed away this past Wednesday, October 7th at age 93. I'm guessing that you first got to know Tom through the Game Show Congress, or did you cross paths with him before that? 
We did before that, actually. Uh, where I first had a personal contact with him was uh, I was doing my former website, tvgameshows.net, which mm -hmm. started largely as a nostalgic site because at the time I did it was before Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and we were really in a, a bad dry spell as far as game shows on television. Wheel and Jeopardy had become so dominant. And you still had Hollywood, the new version of Hollywood Squares with Tom Bergeron, but you really couldn't get a station manager to take uh, a game show in syndication, to take a chance on one very much because of the fact that Wheel and Jeopardy had just killed everything. Well, my page was basically nostalgia about the classic shows, and I had done a page on Name That Tune. And so I'm going through my email one day, and all of a sudden I see an email from Tom Kennedy. And I thought, oh, this is a joke. Uh, somebody's trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Well, it turns out it actually was from him. Oh, this wow. Was 19, this was 1999, and he was emailing to tell me that his nephew David had told him about this page. And he said it was the most accurate and insightful about Name That Tune that he had ever read. And, and so he was complimenting me on that, and, I, and so I actually uh, sent it back, and, and what I did was I, I was doing a, a thing where it came to trying to figure out how I could begin to interview a lot of these classic game show MCs. Mm -hmm. So uh, I emailed him back, and so we uh, had an appointed time. Of course, you know, at that point in time, I'm sitting there like a kid uh, in a candy store going blah, 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 yep. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? But uh, we had a wonderful hour-long conversation about his life and, and career just at that time. And it was one of the first actual classic MC interviews of full length that I had done on the page. And, and so we then developed a phone and an email conversation and uh, ongoing. And so when I went out in 2001 for a convention out in Burbank, he said, if you can stay one more day, which I obviously made arrangements to do, he said, if you can stay one more day, why don't I have Jack pick you up at the hotel in Burbank and, and you two of you can drive up together to Oxnard and we'll just spend the day together. And, uh, and so that's really the first of about six or seven visits I had to his home in, Knox, in Oxnard. And the one thing that I will tell you from the heart is that being around both of those guys, they were from Louisville, Kentucky mm -hmm. originally, and you could tell instantly they never lost their roots mm -hmm. because once you were there, they made you feel like you were part of the family. Yeah, yeah, we talked about game shows some, but as the years went by, our conversations grew much more as friends. Yeah. We, well, we just didn't talk about game shows that much. We were just talking about family and about the things that they were, they were very, very, Tom and his late wife, Betty, were the first people to call us here in Jackson in 2008 when we had an EF4 tornado that almost destroyed our campus at Union University and ripped up a lot of the town. And they were the first call we had. They happened to be watching the Weather Channel that night and saw that a tornado of massive proportions had struck Jackson. 
and you know that was that was something I, I I will never forget because the first thing they wanted to know if we were okay, and then they wanted to know about uh, Union and the town, and it, it was just uh, you know it was that kind of relationship, and it was one that you cherish greatly because. You know, I grew up in Waycross, Georgia, a small town in South Georgia, mm-hmm. and I started watching Tom on You Don't Say when I was eight years old. And you never, ever think that you're going to have any kind of a contact with an icon. Yeah. I mean, this this is a man who was responsible, in, at least in influencing me to want to go into broadcasting. And I never thought I, I would get to meet him, much less to become a friend, and so those are the kind of things that are just, as the old uh, credit card commercial says, priceless. Steve Beverly's on the line with us. Steve Beverly, professor of broadcast journalism at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Steve is sharing a few memories of his friend Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy, legendary game show host, passed away Wednesday, October 7th at age 93. I've said this before on the air, Steve. I'll say this to you again. Tom Kennedy was and is my favorite NARS simply because I knew about him before I realized that Jack NARS was his brother. And I realized that both Jim and Jack were on television for at least a good decade before I came of age and started watching TV. But of the, if I had to pick a favorite of the two, Tom was my favorite. You know, I would probably agree with that, but because of the fact that I knew both of them mm-hmm. well, and, and there's an interesting history behind this because... Jack is the first person that I have a specific memory of seeing on television when I was three years old. Wow. Uh, And he was doing commercials for Gold Medal Flower on the Bob Crosby Show, which was a daily half-hour music variety show on CBS. And so before I went to school, my mother always said that I was... Uh, definitely a child of the TV generation because she's convinced that I actually was watching it from the crib. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, Jack is honestly, that is the first vivid memory that I have of watching and seeing somebody on television. And, and so I latched on to everything he did. And it was, you know, it, it was interesting because I didn't know that Tom was Jack's brother until... They did in 1964 on You Don't Say, they did an all-celebrity week in which Tom played the game and Jack came on as the MC. And TV Guide in the listings said Jack Nars, the host of Seven Keys in Los Angeles, formerly on ABC, is the older brother of You Don't Say host Tom Kennedy and will be handling the MC chores this week the first time I knew that the two of them were brothers. And and so I, I know there are a lot of people who have seen the obituaries this week who did not know mm-hmm. that the two of them were brothers. And it, I, I'll tell you this interesting thing about it. When it came to the time that Tom uh, was asked to change his name, Tom and Jack both told me, they said, we never thought we looked a great deal alike, and we don't think we sound alike. Yeah. But he said that was the interpretation and impression of the ad agency people. But, uh, you know, they had their own uniqueness, and yet at the same time, there there is, in the You Don't Say episode with Pat Carroll and Mel Torme that floats around YouTube, 
when Tom opens the show, if you look very carefully at the camera angle, when Tom opens the show, you can see a NARS in him right there because it, he does have a look like Jack, but he doesn't sound like it. They really did not sound alike at all. Steve Beverly is on the line with us as we continue our tribute to Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy, the genial host of You Don't Say, Split Second, Break the Bank, Name That Tune, and 10 other popular TV game shows that aired throughout the 70s and 80s. Tom Kennedy passed away this past Wednesday, October 7th at the age of 93. We'll talk some more with Steve Beverly after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194 Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how... Go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.